If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, we have a lot of fun in the beginning intro portion of this episode. And then later on, we talk a lot about fitness, health, nutrition, fat loss, and muscle building. Here's what we talked about in the first 38 minutes of this episode. We talked about Adam's new son's brand new shoes he got as a gift from ButcherBox. Uh, the kids got shoes more expensive than my shoes already. He's all blinged out. Yeah, and ButcherBox, uh, by the way, um, has got a huge uh, promotion going on right now. It's Burgers for Summer. New members receive six free burger patties in every single box until October 15th and $20 off their first order from July 10th to August 4th. So this promotion is still going on. All you got to do is go to butcherbox.com forward slash mind pump to get that promotion. Then I talked about a disorder I learned about um, recently, persistent genital arousal disorder. No, I'm not experiencing it, uh, but it is a terrible one that I, I watched. Um, yeah. <laughs> Adam brought up how Snapchat apparently is getting popular again. Um, we talked about Macy's plate discontinuation. They were making some plates that I guess were triggering some people. Brilliant. Which uh, means that they sold more plates online. Got you again. Damn it. Uh, Justin brought up rage yoga. This is the kind of yoga he can get behind. Fuck yeah. Uh, Adam brought up the world's most valuable sports franchise. If you think you know which sports franchise is worth the most money worldwide, listen to that part of this episode. You might be surprised. You're going to be wrong. Then I brought up a study that showed uh, how cancer cells can actually switch energy sources and run off of fatty acids so that they can metastasize. Those Fuck sneaky bastards. Cancer. Um, and then uh, Justin brought up 5G and why we should all be terrified. Yeah. Then we get in the fitness portion of this episode. The first question was, how important is it to be in a parasympathetic state during the day for maximal muscle building? In other words, should you be relaxed and calm all day long to maximize the muscle building Chilly process? Zen, bro. The next uh, question was, is online training worth getting into or is it saturated? So if you're thinking about becoming an online training coach... Or if you're thinking about hiring an online training coach, you're definitely not going to want to miss that part of this episode. The next question, what causes the mental crash that people tend to get post-competition? You may have experienced this yourself. You train your ass off for a competition or for a goal. Then you finally accomplish it only to find yourself feeling sad, depressed, and unmotivated. Wow, what do I do now? Right afterwards. Uh, so we talk about that whole process. And the final question, uh, are we ever going to do another challenge uh, together against each other? I think Justin suggested a belly flop. Come on, guys. He's trying to get us to compete with him again, Adam. I'm going to make you guys do ballet or something if you don't come up with it. Oh, <laughs> sign up. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, also, this month, Maps Anywhere, which is our equipment-free, no-gym-required fitness program. In other words, you could do this program at home, you can do it in the park, you, you can do it on the road, in a hotel. It's 50% off. Uh, that's Adam breathing, by the way. It's not his <laughs> bulldog. not his bulldog. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, so Maps Anywhere, 50% off. This promotion is going on this month only. It will be gone until late next year. So here's what you do to get the discount. Go to mapswhite.com. That's M-A-P-S-W-H-I-T-E.com. And use the code ANYWHERE50, A-N-Y-W-H-E-R-E, Five zero no space for the discount. Also, uh, I do want to mention that I love some podcasts, and one in particular 
is the Jordan Harbinger podcast. And he's a friend of ours. He's been in the studio a few times. He's actually taught us in the past some uh, to how to improve our skills of interviewing because we do look up to him uh, with that particular skill set. Anyway, he's in the studio with us right now. Jordan, I wanted to bring up episode 210 with Howie Mandel. Great episode. Yeah, this guy, Howie Mandel, probably a lot of people know who he is. Judge on America's Got Talent. I think he's probably been doing comedy professionally longer than any of us have been alive. He's he's uh, he's an OG in the comedy world, yeah, for sure. I, he was doing voices on Bobby's World when we were probably watching Saturday Morning Cartoons. Yes, he was. That's so, right. So Remember that guy? Yeah. So he actually won't shake hands. A lot of people know that. But he has OCD, and it's really severe, and it's affected his whole life. And he actually outed himself on Howard Stern by accident. He didn't know they were broadcasting, and he wouldn't touch the doorknob after this guy was doing a bunch of tricks with his penis, and then <laughs> and then touch the doorknob, and he's like, I'm not touching that doorknob. So he outed himself that way, and he learned through doing that that a lot of other people wanted him to be open about his struggles, So he's, and they were they felt comfortable with their own struggles. So he started being like, oh, I'm just going to wear a lot of this on my sleeve. So it changed his comedy, changed his performance, changed his personality. And he talks about the power of being impulsive, what happens when you stop worrying about what other people are going to think. And it's not like cheesy self-help. He was really open. We did like a three-hour interview, cut it down to like 90 minutes. Yeah, I've really heard good. him on other shows and whatnot. Um, this is one of the best interviews I've heard him on. So Thank make you. sure you check that out. It's episode 210 of the Jordan Harbinger podcast. Hello. Oh, there it is. Is it me you're looking for? You, you, you sound good on my. I sound. Everyone sounds good right now. Yeah, we're sounding good now. We Especially sound, that last part. I can see it in your eyes. Oh my god! Wow, voice Oof. of an angel. I can see it in your thighs. That's that's not. Wait, hold on. That's all I've ever wanted. Uh, between you and me. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Did you uh, speaking of that? I meant you make to, up the sorry, words. I meant to thank you Maybe for bringing my uh, shorts and underwear back. Justin. Oh yeah, I, I was telling Sal. This is interesting. Like, Hold on, wait, rewind, <laughs> rewind. rewind. Uh, I wanted to keep them, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I had to depart with them today. They, they smell. How do they smell? <sighs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, the better now that I washed them. I'll be honest. <laughs> it was uh, it's a little funky. Uh, yeah. So Adam's been leaving things. Yeah. I don't think he realizes this, but I had like things in my truck. Like he's just like all over the place yeah. and like uh, leaving trails. It's the post-pregnancy brain, dad yeah. brain, yeah. dad brain. At first, I was like, oh, he's you know he's just a stoner. And then I'm like, <laughs> no, this is worse than normal. This is much it worse is. than normal. Yeah. Speaking of family stuff. Uh, I got a question for you, my dude. What's up? How are you going to prevent your kid from feeling like he's the prince of the world? Because when he starts to realize things, he's wow. going to look it down at his shoes and have yeah. 10 pairs of Air Jordans. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's got like all, he's got his shoe collection already. It's already better than Hold mine. Hold on a second. Huh? Your, your son's shoe collection already costs more than the amount of shoes I bought in the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> The, and people are contributing to this. He can't even walk. They're not just <laughs> contributing, they're responsible for it. So did you see what ButcherBox did? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what Bro, I saw. Now dude. those are those super are, cool um, gifts. Those are yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, those are those are off of StockX. They're authentic and they're retro three Jordans, uh, which is just awesome. I mean, that's such a cool and I and I, I I've had lots of our partners send really neat gifts and onesies, and uh, I think all of it's cool. Obviously, uh, they listen to the show and and, right. and are a fan, right? Because yeah. to to know that and to know that those would that's be a pretty pair, specific. Very, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really really cool. The irony that. of all of this is that knowing you, obviously, and and you know how 
smart you are about you know fit, foot strength development and proprioception, your kid's probably going to be barefoot most of the time. Oh yeah, uh. I in fact I even told Katrina because I wasn't anticipating this because I think I told you guys before that I wasn't going to buy him any shoes. I was mm-hmm. like uh, I don't want to pass on my bad behaviors to my son and, and like just guarantee that he's going to be a shoe snob because he sees his dad and then he's got him since he's a kid. Right. So I was actually kind of on this mission to like, you know, be very minimalist with him to the point where I was like going to get rid of a lot of my shoes. You so, yeah. Just wear yeah. new balance. Bro. That, just, right. just go into the new yeah. balance. Uh, so, <laughs> but I am, sandals. I am going to keep a lot of the boxes because I know, uh, you know, Katrina has somebody she works with who's also a shoe fanatic and he's done the same thing with kids. And that was his advice was he's like, keep the boxes. He's like, because they grow so fast. And if, especially if you buy nice sneakers for him, you know, you're going to get, you're going to buy a $100 pair of sneakers and he's going to get to wear them three times. They're going to look brand new still. People will buy them. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and to be well, honest, great with you, for picks. Yes. Yeah. And the other right. thing, too, is, um, and the other reason is because, I mean, you and I have talked about this uh, off air and we've all talked about this as a group. The, the time to develop the foot control, ankle mobility, the proprioception of the feet, there's a, there's a window of opportunity in the first years of, you know, the first years of, uh, of walking. And what we do is we put shoes on kids right as soon as they start walking. And then you can never, I don't care how much ankle and foot mobility work you do as an adult, you've you've lost some of that stuff permanently. So I know we've talked about this, you know, you're going to have your kid walk around barefoot a lot. So he develops that control. Oh, 100%. But I think that those shoes uh, also make really nice, I mean, for his bedroom, they just look, they're nice to have in his bedroom. It's kind of like a nice. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, It's it's cool decor for sure. What's Butcher, aren't they doing like a crazy summer promotion right now? Yeah, they got the the hamburger meat right now. I mean, what I like about what they've been doing is every single month they have like a different promotion that's running. Yeah. So they have they had the hamburger one that's going, on, and I know that they just sent over an email to Rachel for next month already. This is going to be uh, this is this is coming up for next month. Is yeah, two pounds of ground beef, two packs of bacon, and twenty dollars off. Yeah. Nice. And right now they're doing the, the burger patties. The that's burger what, patties. That's what's going on. Right I mean, now. they're you're getting something for free whenever you sign up, and then the twenty dollars off I think is always consistent with our yeah with our promotion. So for sure, one of our I mean, one of our best partners as far as like when you look at um you know not that uh, that many people may care about this stuff, but like I mean the stuff that I look at the numbers of what percentage of our audience use what partnerships, Butcher Box is one of the the number one. Uh, one of the, number one out of all the partners that we have, as far as what most people are consuming, like their their product is the highest. Which have you is, guys been barbecuing a lot over the summer so far? Oh, I've been that's going all crazy. I with that's it. all I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's been it's been actually nice because I've been able to. <laughs> I feel like I'm contributing more, you know, because like I don't cook uh, in in the kitchen quite as much. Like I'm I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I can at least grill. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I can control one factor there. So, yeah, I've been like almost at least four to five nights a week. I'm I'm out there grilling. It same, up. yeah, same here. It's easy. It's easy. It's fast. It's you know healthy because you get you know good quality. Yeah, and the kids will eat it. You know everybody eats it. So it, it, it's cleaner too. Instead of putting stuff in the oven or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's I love barbecuing. Katrina's it's mom the used the because the, we're we're getting the hamburger patties and meat right now. But she actually used the patties and made like this. I don't even know what you would call that, but it was. The, the ground beef from Butcher Box with zucchini, quinoa, uh, like this, and like a, like some sort of a, a like sauce. Like a casserole or something? Yeah, kind of like a casserole, uh-huh. but, but in a bowl, it was really, really good. Huh. I got to ask her how she, we just had it like two nights ago, because uh, her, mom's, her mom's with us right now, so we've been rotating family, like who's staying with us, and 
what's awesome right now is that we're getting all of our meals cooked and dishes done for us. It's been oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, man. a pretty nice good family. Yeah, pretty yeah. dude. Nice. I saw some crazy shit uh, the other day that I want to tell you guys about. That I think is insane. I, I I was familiar with this. I love crazy shit. Yeah. So okay. First off, I'm gonna ask you guys a question. I already know the answer to. Do you like orgasms? <laughs> what is this a trick question? Yeah, no. <laughs> what are you gonna do to me? Sal? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> that sounds Again? like the start of yeah. a. Yeah. yeah. Well, a under your chair, I place the device. Yeah. I'm gonna switch it on. No, that's not what's gonna happen. I don't like them that much. Yeah. Um. But. No. Uh. Obviously, if people were to list the top, you know, most uh in the moment pleasurable things that you could experience, orgasm would be up there. It'd be in the top five for sure. And for oh, some, yeah. And so for yeah. some people, it'd be number one. It's a state of ecstasis, a temporary, you know, momentary presence that we get. And, it's, you know, obviously everybody likes it. Well, anyway, there's a disorder that's called persistent genital arousal disorder. This is a real thing. Mm. It affects women at much higher rates than men. And I think this is because men have this built-in refractory period um, and women tend to not have this. That's why women can, can have multiple mm. orgasms. It's easier for us. Easier than men, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that would be men. a problem. Well, anyway, dude, so I was watching this one woman. <laughs> yes. was right. It was weird. I was drawn to this. Yeah. 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 This video really got my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, ever since I started uh, listening to my what do you search? What do you search on Pornhub for yeah, this? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, dude, this is crazy. So this woman has this disorder, and she has well over 100 orgasms Every no way. single day. No Dang. way. No, it's true. Is that that's like uh, four an hour? This is real. This like, is like real. All night. This that like the be- wind blows and it's just ah. it's 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 it can be random. So she could just be sitting there and then she'll start to it'll start to come and then she'll start to come. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no hey, pun intended. Dude. I mean that for t- to happen. Um, the slightest vibration. So if she drives in a car, she has orgasms all the time. She can't sleep at night because they keep her up. Um, and it's you know it sounds funny and you know yeah. all joking aside, that would be terrible. Of How course, would you live your life? the irony of that, right? It's like your uh, what you would call it, your um, uh, Twilight Zone. Yes, episode. Twilight Zone episode, yeah. right? You yeah. think it would be an amazing thing until you get all of it. Like you get yeah. the evil genie, you know, make yeah. a wish. I want to be coming all Orgasms. day. Yeah. Okay, hundred a day. Yeah. yeah, here you go. Sounds great. Yeah, no, poor girl. You're watching this girl, and she's because she. It doesn't matter who she's with. She's with her family. She's hanging out by herself. Whatever. Imagine you're just hanging out, and you know. You know, we're going to hang out and you know you're going to come in the next, you know, right. 10 minutes. It's going to happen. You know, does she have a boyfriend or like a, some, like a partner? I, I bet you they feel like, yeah. So know, it's got to be awesome be, all the time. No, that'd be terrible. <laughs> it's got to be yeah. treatable. She probably has to take some no. sort of it. What? No, that, it's extremely- You can't take something that numbs them? It's extremely hard to treat. Well, think about it. If you took something that uh, that numbed uh, your the, your brain to prevent that from happening, even if it existed- you would have a, a decreased quality of life in the other direction. No, you're right. But you'd, you'd be high. I'm sure if you were to take some sort of like a... Well, antidepressants can cause, uh, make it difficult for people to to orgasm and whatnot. But this is this one is extremely hard to treat because they don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. They don't know what's happening or why it's happening. It's probably a ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's up. going to town. But I was, I was watching this poor woman, like they're, they're interviewing her. And you can see she's talking to the camera, and then she'll just start shaking her leg, and then she's like, "Yeah, you know, it's happening right now. I've learned to like suppress, you know, uh, the noises I make or whatever." She goes, "It happens right now," and she goes, "And 
It causes me to to, to pee myself sometimes. And wow, wow, what a terrible, uh, what a terrible situation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you're in like a meeting, and it's just like slowly creeps up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. How do you hide that? And how do you? Here's the other part. How do you share that with someone? Imagine the the creepy fucks. Oh yeah, you know if you you start talking to a guy and you're kind of into like, each other. Is, is it happening now? Yeah, and you're like you're like, listen, I have this disorder where I just orgasm a hundred times a day, and he's like, really? Oh, you know? Oh my god, <laughs> That'd be terrible. Along terrible those situation. lines, did you see that uh, Snatch Chat is back up? Uh, they had their biggest you said Snatch Chat. Yeah, I did on yeah, purpose. That was on purpose. There. Right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Not Snapchat that. is up on. They had their their biggest quarter yet. Oh, they're they're growing. So remember they really? went. Remember they went from uh, 2016, 2017. They took. They've been like on a dot nose dive, and then they have just had this resurgence. And they attribute it to uh, not worrying about. So I guess they were on this like mission to try and get our generation and above because they uh, they they cornered the market for like the young kids early on, and to keep growing and scaling, they were like, oh, we got to get you know, moms and dads using Snapchat more. And that was kind of the, the focus for like 2016, 17, which was a terrible business plan, I guess. Yeah. And all the kids are like, we're out of here. Right. And so they actually went back and said, fuck it. We're not going to worry about anybody else and just focus on Gen Z, uh, rolled out a bunch of face, uh, you know, f- do either one of you guys still use that, any of the filters or any of that stuff? No, I've, I've never used Snapchat. It's because Instagram made it like a part of their thing, so it made it easier. Why even yeah. like, cross over? And I don't, to- I don't understand Snapchat. I've never used it, so I don't get the I allure. It, yeah. it, it, here's what I know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I missed, um, I missed that boat. Yeah, I feel like Adam's most hip to this. So, from my understanding, it's I can record myself or take a picture of myself, send it to someone, and it'll get time to delete itself yes. or let me know if they screenshot it or whatever. Yes. That's all it is. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Kids sending each other dick pics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, no. what's, yeah. of course. I mean, that's the main allure to it. And then it, they did a good job with the filters. I mean, Instagram has followed their lead with all the little filter things, and uh-huh. they did. They're they're right now. The you've seen. I know you guys have seen this. The the gender swap. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah, yeah. So that's a big popular one that just that got released. Remember the one I did on the fucking Russian, uh, the Russian uh, yeah, app, the Russian bot, dude. I was. Let's be honest now. Everybody, can we be honest here? <laughs> like, I was attracted. He's so proud of this. Yeah. Like, I got, like he was actually like kind of hot. Only, I was a hot chick. Only yeah. you would fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, let's be honest. He took yeah, that home. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. He checked did. it out a little yeah, too much. Yeah, first of all, bro, first of all, I'm pretty sure you give yourselves hand jobs. Uh, <laughs> uh, one step early. One step under. Yes. Uh, so anyway, did you guys uh, see the Macy's, the whole debacle with Macy's and the plate that they put out that they had to like take off the market? No, like what? I briefly saw that. What was that all about? So they did this plate. So we're in this, you know, hypersensitive. Something about like the sizing or something like that. Okay. So we're in a hypersensitive society right now. Like everybody is like, you know, please don't, you know, everything hurts my feelings. Anyway, it's a plate. And on the plate, there's a center circle, a bigger circle around it, and then a larger circle around it. Mm. And the middle circle says skinny jeans. Then the circle outside of it says favorite jeans. And then the big circle on the outside says mom jeans. In other words, like if you eat a little bit, if you yeah. eat a little more and a little more. Now, I'm, you know, of course, people got offended because it says mom jeans and, you know, people are like, your body shaming I'm a mom, does that mean I'm fat? You yeah. know, the irony of that is like the, the, the moms that are in great shape didn't get offended by that. Yeah. No. no. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Getting offended means that you're, 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 you feel like it's directed specifically at you. You're taking yeah. something personal that obviously it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a product made oh, for everybody. But here's... Here's the thing I wish people would understand. 
Just don't buy it. It's a joke. Yeah, man. just don't buy it. And also, it's uh, actually pretty clever. It is. It is, but yeah, it is. It's pretty clever. I think it was stupid. And, I, I think and, it was Macy's made a, did a stupid. Well, knowing the current situation. Well, okay. I don't know. I'm going to challenge. Well, that we're thought. talking about exactly. It right now. I'm going to challenge that. Like that's that. This is like the new way to market now because, and it's brilliant. And I this think this isn't that offensive. I mean, give me a break. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. You the, might be right, Adam. Of course. It's it just, says here the retailer pulled the item from its flagship store, uh, New York City store, just hours after a Twitter poster blasted the plates. There food you amount. go. Okay. Since then, online orders have tripled. There you go. Ah. It's like the new strategy right now, and these big companies ah, are so predictable. like Macy's, like Nike, are keen to this, and you know, all of us are a bunch of lemmings to fall <sighs> for it. That it's just yeah, we're to, talking about it, right? right? It's to get us triggered and then talk shit and go back and forth. And for them, it's free pub, man. And it's one of the best ways right now with the way the market. Every, I mean, look at no, you're time. right. With Gillette social did, media, yeah, Gillette, yeah, Gillette has Gillette done did. it. Nike has done it now. Macy's has done it. It's like piss people off mm-hmm. in a way that's like, but we'll still okay. recover, right? Yeah. Me- meanwhile, you're ready to pull it right away. They probably made a hundred of those plates. Yeah, you know saying? they probably made a like, hundred of those cares? plays. Like we'll sell ten thousand real quick. We'll yeah. pull them off the off the shelf. Then yeah. they'll be worth more. People will want them. Totally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. The what's that old adage? Um, there's no such thing as bad publicity. That's right. And uh, it's it's more true today than ever before, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to trigger people right now. It is. I mean, if you want people to if you want people to know about you or know about a product, get them triggered so that they share and talk about it and become enraged, and then. As a result, the backlash is always the other side, which is like, you're dumb. Don't be enraged. You know what? I'm going to buy this just to show you that it's not a, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I'll sit yeah. back and collect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. If they did one for for men that said like dad bod yeah. or whatever, nobody would have given a shit. Oh, nobody cares. No, I don't think anybody would have gotten offended. <laughs> no. At all. Except those hygienes. Come on, man. Get rid of those things. Those uh, ones that go all the way up the waist. That's yeah. style, bro. Dude, no. That's the style. Ugh. It's Have you, back. That's oh. all, all the workout pants for, for women, too. They, 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 they go up to the ribcage. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. Get rid of that. What was yeah. it, 70s? 80s? Yeah. Nobody likes that. That, to no, me, is mom that's jeans. That's 80s, dude, because the 80s. 70s was the low-rise, yeah, hip-riding, right. yeah. right? which I I think looks amazing. I think that looks sexy. Yeah, yeah I think good. it looks... You know why people like the high-rise shit? Bottom butt comes it, out. Well, it tucks... <laughs> hides the muffin. <laughs> it tucks everything in. Or, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like wearing a squeezes big, the muffin top. Yeah, yeah. it's like wearing yeah. a big uh, uh, what's the word corset or whatever. Mm. I just don't like the way they look. Nah, you know what either. I mean? But yeah, then again, I'm I didn't like I'm it either. 40, but it's, so. it's, yeah, it's growing on me a little bit. Yeah, it's been good. around long enough now. <laughs> 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 All right, dude. Did you guys see that article with uh, Jackie saying about rage yoga? I, I'm wondering how many times they can rebrand and try and make yoga more appealing to like uh, your average person. So this is interesting to me because. Uh, you know, you're going to have two sides here and it reminds me of like us with fitness and like how we feel like about group training. And there's this argument of, Hey, if you really think that yoga is good and it's, and it's good for people and more people need to do it, then what's wrong with appealing to uh, the people that normally wouldn't go to it by doing things like this. And then you have the other camp, which are like the purest that are like the whole point of yoga is to not be, it's almost a religion. Yeah. Right. So I, you know, I don't know what side I, I lean on more. I know how I feel about the personal training and fitness side. Like that's why I'm Well, explain rage yoga. I'm assuming that you're just screaming and pissed off in the (laughs) class. I don't understand. No, like they, I mean, it's, I think it's more of like, like this anti, uh, spiritual like vibe. Like it's more of like, Hey, you swear and you talk shit and, and like they have breaks where they get beer and then they come back and like do these poses together. I think it's like, 
I don't know, it's kind of like the ironic yoga version where it's like not so formal and people are just like bullshit. I think it sounds kind of cool, actually. So do I. Yeah, it, it sounds, sounds like a good time. It does sound great to me, um, mainly because, you know, I've taken quite a few yoga classes, not a long time. I don't know. I feel like it's bastardizing. It sounds like you're taking it, yeah. you're taking the element about the exercises that are in yoga, which are probably the the, the least valuable piece to yoga. And really, it's about the, the mindset I, that you learn I, to get in. I 100% agree with yeah. you. Here's why I, I, I kind of Here's why I kind of like this. I've experienced this. Yoga can get extremely um, p- pretentious. Oh yeah, like you can, anything. You can go. You go into these classes, and I've been to to a lot of these classes, and you've got everybody who's out. Uh, you know, they're they're trying to out own each other. Like yeah. I'm more yoga than you. I'm more. Look at all my Lululemon, and look at all my. You know, I'm more peaceful, and right. you know, whatever. And it becomes this hyper pretentious namaste shirt yes yeah. and it becomes this hyper pretentious which is how stupid which shit. is why a business like that can can happen right yep. yeah it's the it's just the response to that so what it'll probably end up happening is it'll probably balance itself out but i'm not a fan i mean the yeah. whole point of yoga is the if i'm going to take a yoga class instead of uh, uh doing mobility work which is something that i would do with my rock on like because when i do like mobility work in here i'm definitely listening to rock or music that's not calming and relaxing so i'm doing mobility work it's closer to being more like a workout but if i'm going into a yoga class i'm going in uh even more so for the meditative purposes than the exercise than the actual exercise that's 100 i agree with that because i i totally get in with uh, the mobility side of it and i do that uh you know instead of a yoga class like a structured formal yoga class and i I love doing that, but if I was to go into yoga, I would expect you know some kind of this calming is, effect. This is a hundred percent a reaction to the pretentiousness that's developed yeah. from a lot of these uh, a lot of these yoga circles. It, it's like these you see these people on Instagram, and, and I used to see them in classes. It's the whole I have dreadlocks. They're just so I'm enlightened. peaceful. Yeah. I'm so meditative, but I also do hella drugs, yeah. and I like to go to fucking just, festivals. I, and you know, it's like it, it's super pretentious. It's and this no, is a, to me, it's no different than every other box. I mean. Yeah. You see it in the strength community. You see it in the bodybuilding community. You see it in the CrossFit community. Yeah. Every, this is what we do. It's what is one of the most annoying things about the space. We it's identify. What, it's why. Yeah. It's why I'm like the guy who, as soon as you start to say I'm this guy, I'm over somewhere else because it just I don't ever want to be put in a box. Yeah. Well, you don't. You don't want to be in the. You don't want to be in the box free box either, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be in the box if I'm not in a box. Yeah. That can also I'm become a box. Not in a box. <laughs> I just blew everybody's yeah. mind. Right now. Well, <laughs> I don't live in a box it's like that movie Inception. Yeah. There was Broga too. That was another one. You guys even heard of that? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that was this was a while ago i remember reading about uh, this this franchise that popped up that was just specifically trying to target dudes and make it a dude broga fest yeah i called it broga getting all these like like inflexible guys in there doing a class i actually was like i would love to see what that looks like yeah what does the class look like all right everybody uh, ah, just yeah. a bunch of groaning yeah. stand, ah. stand still and rotate to the left hold that position <laughs> you know, exactly. yeah. reach up above your try head and- hold for five seconds yeah, yeah. <laughs> try not to fall That's you know like, what I- it reminds me of when we were watching Watching that beach body warm up, the guy was doing the, the oh circles God, and the dude. jogging. Play. I'm yeah. like, like this guy's never run in his he's, life. Yeah, he's just, just like picking his feet up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, his yeah. toes didn't even come up. off the Great floor. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. just tap, 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 he's tap. Like, do the warm up circles, and then the yeah. warm up like completely. <laughs> oh like, my God, the burn in my tricep. <laughs> yeah, of course it's burning. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> you, you've never moved in a range of motion other than bench press. Nothing dynamic ever. I remember when I did yoga, I was surprised at how fatigued holding my arms above my head were. 
just just hold, <laughs> just holding above my head for a pose. And I was like, why are my shoulders freaking yeah. burning and getting a pump? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I must have some mobility issues. I don't do this very often, apparently. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, super glaring, right? Yeah. yeah. What? Go ahead. No, I was gonna bring up the. You could, we were talking about franchises and stuff. It reminded me of a topic that we talked about. I don't know, maybe a, I would say six months ago when we were all speculating on like most valuable sports franchises and I think we had Doug even look it up and I just wanted to bring it up because I actually read it in one of my one of my articles that I was reading in the morning and it has the top 10 sports teams is this worldwide yeah yeah this is everything so all sports oh, so wow. so what and I wanted to see if you guys can get a couple of them off of this list so there's 10 I have the top 10 right now from the Forbes of the most valuable franchises and how much Manchester they, United. Yeah, right? I think that's got to be up there somewhere. Okay, so there's one. And that's, now is Formula One the Patriots? Hold on, does Formula One count or is that not count because it's not a team? That's, well, I mean, it is a team. Formula One count? in terms of racing? Yeah, because there's some for, some of those teams. Are, None of them make like this. Ferrari. It's, okay. Yeah, and they would never touch these sports teams. Are going to do so much better because you got to think of the things like. Jerseys of all the players on the teams oh, yeah, get yeah. sold. Like that's you, right. You got to keep taking. What about like the All Blacks? From- so you guys got Manchester United. That is one. It's number six. Yankees. Uh, New York oh, Yankees, Yankees is number two. Number two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Four point nice. six billion. Wow. Woo. That's yeah. that just goes to show you how big the American market is. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure there's worldwide fans of the Yankees, but a majority Patriots of are on there. I know that's like no Patriots. Nasty. Patriots are on there. They're okay. number seven. Okay, well, we got to get number one. Yeah, we got to get number one. What what is number one? Well, um, I thought Manchester would have been for know, sure. You guys should know this. We should know we should this. Know huh? this huh? Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Let me think. I mean, the Yankees. Is were it number- the Boston Bumblebees? Yan- Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> Yankees were number just two. Do you guys know what America's team is? America's oh Cowboys duh there you go yeah. oh wow of course so, it's Cowboys so, duh what am I so this about? remember this was a d- the discussion that got heated because it p- I pissed everybody off on the forum because we're talking about soccer remember yeah. I was oh. th- and I was talking about how much- are they number one no so Cowboys are oh. number one oh my God really Yankees are number two okay so I'll tell everybody so Dallas Cowboys five billion New York Yankees in the, in the order. this is just total dollar value yeah it was okay. the franchise is worth yeah, yeah. right so it's mm-hmm. everything included right so Dallas Cowboys five billion New York Yankees four point six billion. Real Madrid, four point, oh, that's right, four point two four billion. Oh, I don't even know them. Uh, number, soccer number okay. four, Barcelona, four billion. Wow. Number five, New York Knicks, four billion. Which that's crazy because wow, they've been the Knicks. Yeah, and they've been. In the I wouldn't even thought of that. Yeah, yeah, New York Madison Square Garden, man. Wow. Uh, Manchester United, three point eight billion. Now that's top six so far. Yeah. So of the top six, three of them are soccer teams, right? And yeah. then the rest are, are mixed up between baseball, football, yeah, well, and, and basketball. Okay. And then, uh, so that was Manchester United, right? Uh, number seven, New England Patriots, three point eight billion. Number eight, Los Angeles Lakers, Lakers, three point seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number nine are Golden State Warriors. Ooh, ooh. Oh wow! Yeah, that's Man, a, they that's made their way up for sure. Three point five billion. And then number 10 is a tie between the New York Giants and the Los Angeles uh, uh, Dodgers at 3.3. You know, hockey teams. No. That's crazy. You know what would be cool with it? First off, this highlights the power in terms of just sheer dollars of the American market. Uh, Because numbers-wise, more people watch soccer than any other sport. But dollars wise, American consumers are we're just a force. If you yeah. make it, if you are at number one in America revenue wise for any almost any category except for soccer, you're going to be probably top uh, in the world. That's how big our market is, how powerful it is. Um, but what would be interesting is if we added those up to see which sport resulted in the most total revenue, because the difference between number one and number like seven 
How much is it in billions? It's only like half a billion or a billion. Am I right? Well, between number one and so number, number one was what six billion? Five billion. Five, and then what was like number seven? Number seven is three point eight billion. Yeah, so it's not a huge, huge difference. I mean, billions are a lot, but I mean, in terms of the numbers on there, I wonder which sport generates has the most revenue. Look, I think there were like four basketball teams. They yeah, might be number one. No, basketball has got the Lakers, the Warriors, the Knicks. That's it. Mm, the, so like three football. Three, there were football. There is the Cowboys, Patriots, Cowboys, Patriots, and that's oh, and then the New York Giants. And Giants. Yeah. Okay. So they've got three. Also, it'd be interesting to Baseball's add up the numbers. Baseball's got the Yankees and the Dodgers. That's it on there. Soccer's got three. I mean, they all got two or three. Yeah. You know, so it'd be it would be pretty Probably damn, pretty even. Yeah, it would be pretty close. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. God, if soccer could, if soccer only could uh, penetrate the American market the way it has in Europe, it would be. It won't. It won't though. Yeah. Uh, if it hasn't by now. Yeah. It ain't gonna happen. We're not. We're not feeling it. No. Yeah, I don't think unless so. women's soccer becomes number well, one because our yeah. our team is just. Dominant. I think that's part of. I think part of why it hasn't is because America yeah. wants to make that stance. Like yeah. that's not America's game, so we're not gonna. It's like part of it is. You know, regardless if you like it or not, it's kind of like I'm not buying in because football is America's if they, sport. If they made tackle soccer, I'm sure it would be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that yeah. badass. Yeah, that's rugby. Yeah, yeah it is right? rugby or, right. or yeah, Australian rules football. Yeah, dude. So. Um, a uh, little science uh, study. I like to plug these in every once in a while. So they've identified um, a gene uh, within cancer cells that allows them to switch from uh, to switch energy sources. So uh, there's something known as the Warburg effect um, that's been observed with cancer cells, and this is that cancer cells have uh, trouble um, utilizing fat or fatty acids for energy. Um, and oftentimes when you starve them of glucose, oftentimes they weaken or die, but not always. We know this. We know that the Warburg effect isn't a cure. Like you could take somebody who has cancer, put them on a keto diet, a medical keto diet where it's even low protein. And, um, many times the cancer cells, uh, the cancer doesn't go away. Mm. Sometimes it does, but many times it doesn't. And what they're finding in this study is they found a gene that, sh that were cancer cells when it's time for them to spread, when they want to metastasize, they want to move around. They'll switch from glucose to fatty acids because cancer cells utilize so much energy that they've learned to mutate so that they could run off of different sources Damn. of energy. So it's like these cells that fucking don't want to die and they just learn how to utilize whatever energy you have. This is, this is why I think uh, rather than going keto... Fasting, Fasting has been shown superior. to be, yeah, has shown to be more effective. Again, it's not a cure, yeah. um, but it's shown to be more effective because fasting means you're not giving them glucose, you're not giving them protein, which protein, you know, cancer cancer cells can take <coughs> huh. amino acids and make glucose, and you're not giving them fats either. I thought too. Uh, is it true like certain types of cancer were more prone to feeding off of fat? Yeah. Yeah, versus yeah, yeah. like glucose. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's the ones that they identify the gene. So anyway, what they're doing now is they're trying to look at uh, potential uh, treatments that will prevent cancer cells from being able to switch over to fatty acids so that we can, hmm. through dietary means, starve them out by mm -hmm. going, you know, like no carbohydrates, low protein, and then just eating fat so people can get you know, calories and sustenance. You know, in in, in right. Chinese medicine, um, it's an that's an ancient treatment for cancer is to starve the cancer. The problem is, and you know, this is before m modern medicine, that people would it was like a battle of attrition. Right. Uh, you know, who's going to die first, the cancer or me? Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to go without food for months, 
Yeah. That's been my experience with like family and clo- people that are close to me that are that have been that have passed because of cancer or going through that is knowing that I know that fasting would be like an ideal protocol. But what ends up happening a lot of times for these these patients is they lose their appetite. You know, they're already weak. Yeah, well before really early on, and they and it's hard enough just to get any food. And so most of the the doctors are telling them you need to eat something. And so they're like, whatever you can stomach <clears throat> or keep down because your your body is not getting, and it's just, it's totally atrophying and yeah. everything's dying off. So it's kind of hard to like expect somebody to to fast in that state. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the, the, that in my experience with yeah. the people that I've dealt with, like that's been the greatest challenge is, you know, they're, they're getting so weak. They're so brittle from not getting any nutrition for so long that they need something. And so trying to get them to fast on when they're in that state is really, you tough. know, there's this common conspiracy theory belief that we have the cure for cancer and that it's more profitable to just treat it and not cure it. Um, uh, that's bullshit. And, and I want people to realize that that's bullshit, especially if you have a family member who's suffering from, uh, you know, from cancer, because the truth is if you ever discover a cure for cancer. You are immediately the, the richest person ever. Uh, cancer kills the extremely powerful and connected, just like it kills the, you know, the poor and unconnected. Um, it is extremely complicated uh, disease. Uh, but I, I do think that in the next twenty years we may have some answers with nanotechnology and potentially. What they're finding now with uh, by modifying viruses, uh-huh. where they'll inject someone with a virus, but it's been modified to infect cancer cells uh, uh, and kill huh. them. So, in cannabinoid like a research, vaccine kind of almost. In yeah. in in cannabinoid research is fascinating. Cannabinoids uh, at high high doses um, tell cancer cells to to kill themselves. Um, and so, uh, I, I think that there's some promising stuff in the future. But right now, it's still it's one of those fucked up things that you know modern medicine still has not really figured out some cancers we figured out um mm. you know prostate cancer for example used to be a death sentence and now it's you know testicular cancer is another one uh cancers when you when you find them early um for the most part seem to be pretty treatable um so we've we've made some advances but it's a, it's a fucked up uh it's a fucked up disorder well, yeah disease. it just seems like we're spinning our wheels meanwhile we're adding all these other things in the environment and what we're putting in our bodies and everything to to really foster you know more of a uh you know an environment that 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 promotes like cancer growth well dude uh it's something like one out of every three of us or two of us will die from cancer so it sucks cuz it's a terrible way to go i i I've, I've, i lived it firsthand it's not, and I, I remember going through this uh, with my f- family member when you know she got uh, afflicted with it, and I thought, is it better to just have a heart attack and die, or is it better to have this disease that you suffer from? And you know, I, I think in some ways, if you know you're dying, you can say your goodbyes and process it. But man, you suffer. You suffer yeah. for a long ass time. It's a terrible fucking way. Yeah, to- and it turns like it, you, you turn into a different person because of what you're battling. It's and, crazy. And the people around you, uh, I mean, they suffer along, uh, you know, with you because it's just like I can't do anything. Can't yeah. do anything about it. It's yeah. fucking terrible. Have, have you guys heard uh, much about? I mean, they rolled out this whole five G <laughs> thing, and it's going to get more intense in terms of like where they're putting these like antennas and things inside buildings, and um, you know, they're really trying to like speed everything up on like hyper speed level. Uh, how, like, do you, like, what are your thoughts on it? You know, I've read not a ton on it, but I have read uh, people's um, thoughts on it and their apprehensions. 
And um, we tend to do this with things. We'll, we'll, if something is, you know, seems like it's going to be very profitable, the market wants it, we tend to release it, put it out, and then later on realize, oh, maybe there's some problems we should. So mm. I, I think we need to be cautious. Uh, I think we need to be a little bit more cautious. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I think it's smart to. to invest in property out in the country somewhere. That's what I, I think. That's I actually think a that's good idea. not a bad call, I, right? I there. think, regardless of uh, if it's safe or not, people will want to yes, do that. Yes. I think it's getting to that. I mean, look where we're at already with the fight. And I tell you what, after I've seen some of those, like, and I don't know how fucking real those images are of showing the the uh, the 4G of like how the, remember I showed you guys on what's his face's page he had an image oh right the, the I, I don't know what kind of you could see the traces of it they they made like some kind of spectral visual out of it yes yeah, so you could see the they, they made the waves in a color so you can kind of see where it's how it's traveling through through your house and you know from the the router to your phone or stuff like that and it makes me go like. Man, that's going right. It's passing right over and through us. That if we're constantly in that field, we're just inundated, and, with and, it. and what's happening is we we continue to strengthen that current. I can't imagine that is healthy and good for our. Well, body. how do you? That's the thing. Like, uh, uh, how do you study it? You would have to have people be exposed to it for a, a lot a of people, long time for a long at decades. Yeah, and then come back and be like, okay, here's the deal. Yeah, but that's not going to fucking happen. Right. We don't even know how four G affects us long term it's well, only been around for how long well, until we find that intensity that frequency that really starts changing people right, right. Fast. Like, yeah like uh and I that's mean, what chernobyl was kind of a thing for me where it's like i didn't realize you know like the proximity is everything in terms of you know getting radiation exposure <laughs> like you see different levels of sickness based off of how intense it is and i feel that that's that's why i say like investing in property because i think what we're going to do and the rate we're moving will be you know 10g before you know it <laughs> yeah and it'll exactly. be and we'll keep pushing those limits un race. until like you're saying justin something happens we're like oh shit okay now we know that's too far okay Ten we've reached the max 10g fucks you up within six months but then what does that say about four and 5g it doesn't fuck you up in six months. It just takes 20 or 30 yeah. years before it fucks you up. 10G so is so powerful. You don't even need a com computer or a phone. It just breaks yeah. your fucking brain. Yeah. Well, that's the, the crazy part for me because I'm starting to see like marketing in the other direction, right? They're starting to try to really promote the benefits of it a lot more and put that out there. And so there's like all this, uh, th you know, this this cool imagery and these, these videos that show OR doctors using it uh, with holograms and things to be able to real time. It saves lives. Because like the yeah. bandwidth is so great and the speed so fast that they can get the clear imagery they need to be able to like assess brain activity the way that they, you know, need to like surgically remove things. And anyways, it's... I just, I was like, oh, okay. Now they're really trying to kind of, you know, counter because there is a lot of potential detriments to this. We, we, this is a constant lesson for humans where we just never appreciate and respect uh, technology. We don't give it its true respect. We learned this lesson over and over again. We learned it with the, uh, what's that blimp that caught fire and blew up the, back Zeppelin. in the day? The, the, yeah. no, the Hindenburg. Oh, the Hindenburg. Yeah. Uh, the, the Titanic. You know, this is during the, the I was thinking of Led Zeppelin. during the uh, the, <laughs> no. the, the Led Zeppelin. I've seen that. that yeah, that was, that's that, that album cover. Yeah, yeah. we uh, you know the Titanic during the Industrial Revolution. Everybody was like, uh, "Oh, you know, we're so smart. It'll never be. It's unsinkable." And of course, you know, we know the story of the Titanic. Right. Uh, medications. So arrogant. Yeah, medications that we put out that caused you know birth defects and they came off the market and you know, all kinds of other shit. And it's just, we just don't respect it. We don't respect technology enough to take a step back and be like, okay, yeah. I know we can, 
But should we? Let's, let's take let's a second. Let's be measured about this. Yeah, let's take a second. No, nah, it's not going to happen. Scary. If you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, MAPS Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpumpmedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. First question is from It's Pitiful. Mm. How important is it to be in a parasympathetic state during the day, other than your workout, for maximal muscle building? Okay, this is a good question because, uh, like everything, we take some information and then it becomes uh, like the most important thing in the world. Mm. And I think we've oversimplified uh, the parasympathetic and sympathetic state. Um, You know, both are a part of regular life. Both are... Um, it's, it's healthy to at times be in either state, um, and eliminating one over the other. I mean, if you were always in a parasympathetic state, wouldn't be good for you. Mm -hmm. If you were always in a sympathetic state also wouldn't be good for you. The key here is not about all and real quick for the listeners who are like, what the hell is he talking about? Sympathetic state is the state of the central nervous system that is characterized by, uh, high energy cortisol release stress, uh, hard workouts, mm-hmm. you know, hype, right? You're hyped. That's a, that's a, you're awake. Fight or flight. You're awake, right? Parasympathetic is sleep, rest, digest, relaxation, calm. Um, and, uh, the key here isn't to be in the parasympathetic state all the time. The key is to have a balance, um, that contributes to a healthy lifestyle. So I'll give you an example. Okay. Let's say you work out once a day and you heard on a podcast that being in a parasympathetic state is good for muscle building. So you're like, okay, I'm going to work out for an hour, and then I'm going to sleep the rest of the day. Because yeah. that's para- that's about as parasympathetic as it gets, is going to sleep. Will you build more muscle doing that? No. Uh, in fact, um, that's a great way to prevent any muscle building, because there's no activity, no movement, there's no signal being sent. You are basically comatose for the rest of the day. Um the key is balance. The key is being in balance. Now, how do you know if you're out of balance? Um, are you sleeping all day and, and groggy and, and, and drowsy all day long? You might need some sympathetic in your life, um, and that sounds like depression. Um, are you sympathetic all day in the sense that you're stressed, anxious, sweaty palms, uh, cold sweats, drinking caffeine throughout the day? Um, you need to chill the fuck out a little bit and go parasympathetic. Um, and that's really it. There's no, yeah. there's, it's so oversimplified and we do this so well, much. Well, this reminds me because what, I don't, was it studies that came out and when we were, you know, 10, 15 years ago that talked about the benefits of that, of like getting parasympathetic after a really hard workout. And so that's where that came from because I remember putting emphasis on that. Like, oh, my buddies and I would try and train as hard as we could. And then we would, we'd go home and like lay down. Yeah. We'd lay down and like try, and that would be the goal would be to lay down and take a nap, go feed. We would feed and then like try and lay down and nap and relax and be as sedentary as we could for the rest of the day. Like that was really like a goal, like mm-hmm. training as hard as you could and then, and then let it grow. Right. And then yeah. let it, yeah, let, let yourself grow after that. So did, I, I don't know where that, where that started or why it got so popular. So I guess the answer is then you, you want a balance of both and you don't want 
you don't want one way more than the other, and that's when you should be focused on the opposite, right? Uh, absolutely. And um, again, if you're look, I'll tell you what. Um, I remember this is a this is an, an observation I've had several times with myself, but especially when I was younger, um, there were a few moments where I, you know, those aha moments. Uh, one of them was um, I was I want to say 15. Uh, I deep into working out, right? Already, I started at the age of 14. By the time I was 15, I was like, that's it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to be in fitness. I was super dived into information, read every bodybuilding magazine, had was taking supplements already, trying to put on muscle. And I remember reading that your muscles grow when you sleep and that you need to allow your body to rest and recover. And just like what you said, Adam, I took it to the extreme and took it to heart. Yeah, and super literal. Yeah. I would literally go to the gym or work out in my backyard at the time and I'd fucking obliterate myself. Yeah. Then I'd sit on the couch and watch TV and sleep and eat for as much as I oh, possibly yeah. could to try and grow. Yeah. And I remember I, I, was, I was probably 15 and a half and my cousin uh, was really into working out like I was and him and I had just got a job. My first job was at, uh, I was washing dishes at this pizzeria. So then we had some cash, right? So we're making money. And my cousin's like, let's go buy BMX bikes. It's going to be really fun and really cool. And he convinced me to go buy uh, a BMX bike. I think I think he had a, 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 a mongoose. And I don't remember what I bought. I bought uh, something. It was a, I don't remember what the brand was. Anyway, we got into, into, into you know, in between our workouts, we get on our BMX bikes and learn how to bunny hop and, and oh, this is it. when your biceps grew. This is when my biceps grew. <laughs> I'll never forget because I remember being like conflicted, like, fuck, man, all this cycling and going outside and being active in between workouts, this is going to kill my gains. Yeah. But I remember I was practicing bunny hopping. And, you know, one of the things you got to do when you bunny hop is pull on the handles. And when you don't know how to bunny hop, you pull way too fucking hard. Yeah. So for hours, I'm ripping the handles up trying to pull them. And I remember, and I used to measure my arms right all the time. And I remember I, my biceps started growing, and I was like, "Could it be the fucking bunny hopping?" That was like lesson. That was the first time I saw. I, I kind of learned like, oh, like maybe like activity isn't always bad for muscle yeah, that growth. Low to moderate activity actually aids in recovery even more effectively. Absolutely. Yeah, and that that blood flow and everything else involved is like super important. I think it is. It does feed into that if you think if you're just pounding the parasympathetic is the way to. You know, to gain it, it reminds me a lot of that where you'd go super intense in the split routine and you do a leg day and then you just sleep. And then the next, you can't even walk, you know, like the next day because it, it's just two extremes. Like you have to find that that healthy balance where, you know, your body, it, it, it's sending that right signal where it's like, okay, like this is, this is, we need to rebuild, recover, but, uh, you know, it, 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 there's an active component to that. For either, sure. either one done too much is unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and it's oversimplified when you hear meatheads talk about, you know, sympathetic, parasympathetic. Of course, supplement companies try to, you know, sell you shit on this. Like, oh, you know, yeah. para- this activates the parasympathetic. This will knock you out. Yeah, yeah, and it's got like chamomile in it or something like that or something relaxing or melatonin. And, you know, this is sympathetic and it's, you know, pre-workout with caffeine. Although I do, I do see value in like focusing on trying to achieve like certain levels of para- parasympathetic state because uh, we just – all day long. I mean, well, especially if you're yeah. somebody who's in yeah, the, very know. high strong, high stress. Like I, I know that's a common theme these days with, with people and like uh, just being so plugged in and um, you know in their job and their family, their relationships, like whatever, everything that's going on. They don't take that time to really you know bring their levels down. Yes, but it's way too simplified. So yeah, let yeah, me, of course. Let me explain. Okay, uh, I've been in stressful situations. 
life circumstances, and I could be sitting still or laying down on the couch, extreme sympathetic state. I'm not even moving, but because I'm stressed out and it's in my mind and I'm being mental about something, I'm very stressed out. I've also done very physical activities. I've gone hiking, in challenging hikes in, 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 out in the, in the woods where I'm active as fuck, very parasympathetic, yeah. relaxed, mm-hmm. I'm with nature, my mind is very present. So it's just oversimplified. Yeah. And, and, uh, it, 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 some of it has to do with activity, sure, but most of it has to do with your mental state. And yeah. you can make almost anything parasympathetic or sympathetic. Well, I think that's the true value of meditation is to be able to find that yeah. mental state. And, and you can still be active and do things, but like training your mind to be able to access it. Totally. I've been in, I've been in situations like with my kids that are very sympathetic or parasympathetic, regardless of what, doesn't matter what we're doing. And it's either, it's my mental state. Like, uh, am I being stressed out right now or whatever? Or am I in the moment being with my children? Totally. And so that's, that's what you need to pay attention to. And if you're a, a, a you know, a neurotic, anxious individual, or if that's your tendency, that's my tendency. My tendency, my tendency is to be a little neurotic, a little bit anxious. Um, so I'm constantly, uh, working on my mindset. It's not so much the activities that I'm doing. Mm. It's more so the mindset, uh, regardless of the activity. Cause I can turn anything. All of us can do this, can turn anything into a parasympathetic or sympathetic state. So activity is like, that's why I mean by it's oversimplified. So when you hear people talk about this, realize you probably don't have a full understanding over the, how to access this. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's something you need to practice, uh, quite a bit. Um, and it's not as easy as just like, oh, I worked out today. Rest of the day now, I'm going to be, you know, you can you can try hard at meditating and make that shit sympathetic. Right. <laughs> you could sit there <laughs> yeah. fucking, oh, I need right, to meditate. Right, huh? And it becomes something that's, uh, you know, sympathetic state. Next question is from John Dick. Is online training yeah. worth getting into at this time or is it saturated? Well, Dick, I think that uh, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's- <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dick joke. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I definitely I definitely don't think it's uh, I don't think it's oversaturated because there's there's a lot of room for good online coaching and training. It's got to uh, be the fastest growing segment of training. I right. Yeah. And the, the unfortunate part that I see is you see a lot of people doing that first before coaching in person. And I just think that mm-hmm. such a good point. Yeah. I just think that that is the the true direction that you should go first if you're going to become a really good online coach. I feel like it's almost necessary that you first become a good in-person coach so that when you're trying to do this virtually, you've got a track record of cases that you've already done that you can go like, oh, that okay, I've dealt with this before. I know when someone says this to me or they ask these types of questions, they're probably feeling this or challenged with that. I mean, I think of like when, when I dabbled in it, uh, I had already been a trainer for well over 10 years with lots of clients that I train. If it wasn't for all that experience, I don't know how good of an online coach I would have been because that's what made me good at it was I was able to go like every question or every concern or situation that I ran into virtually, I I recalled that type of a situation before with many clients in person and I knew the things that worked to help them out or I could ask the right questions that led me down because mm-hmm. clients rarely ever know like clients say things like yeah when I do this I feel it here like what is that and you can't see that like if you can't see them actually doing the movement and then they're trying yeah. they're trying to articulate what they feel many times they're just they don't they don't even know what's going on mm-hmm. and, and it's really tough for you to take that 
and then know how to coach to it without being able to recall like, oh, you know what? When clients feel it yeah. like this, they say this a lot. That's probably what she's feeling or he's feeling. And then you have good answers. If you haven't acquired enough of, of that data, like you can't figure it out. Like it's going to be really tough for you. Like you have to have that predictive component to uh, bring into online training for sure. Otherwise, yeah, I, I think that um, it's going to be super generalized, which you could get away with for, you know, for a while. But uh, the, the types of people that are going to keep signing up, it's going to start getting more and more complex. More variables are going to get thrown at you. So if you really want to succeed with it and not just, um, you know, sort of have it uh, as, as, a, as a surface thing, you're going to have to go and do, you know, the in-person training for sure. Yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. One of the... One of the, the the values of in-person personal training is that, you know, when you're with someone as a, as a personal trainer uh, in person, you have typically an hour, um, sometimes longer, to be just with that person. Not only that, but you're also doing exercises and relatively uh, appropriately uh, strenuous activity. Now that has a, and you're meeting with them every week. Now that has an amazing uh, ability to get people to open up. Like it, it's incredible how people will open up to you and communicate to you because they're straining and working hard and they've seen you t- twice a week now for just a month. So then you can start to get deeper. And what you end up finding is you didn't tell me that during the assessment. Mm-hmm. That's not how you communicated it before. You start to learn more about these clients. Now you can't do that with online training. So if you don't have years of experience of situation after situation, good luck understanding how to coach, uh, at least an effective way to coach online clients. It ain't going to happen. You know, I can't tell like you'll tell, you'll, you'll ask someone, this happens all the time. You'll ask someone, Hey, how's your sleep? Oh, it's good. Now, if I don't ask how many times a night do you wake up? Do you dream? Uh, do you wake up rested? Like I have to ask more and more questions and mm-hmm. then I start to realize you don't have good sleep. Right. You oh, say yeah. you have good sleep, but you don't. I mean, how many times have you had somebody like you do the park you, everything you asked about previous history with injuries and all that, and yeah, then you get fine. them to move. And like, oh yeah, well, there's that one time yeah. when I broke my ankle and you know, like you, <laughs> you yeah. didn't write that down. Yeah. But it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. I don't even no, think it's totally. a big deal. Yeah, it, you, you need to, if you're going to be a good, effective, online coach and from from my personal opinion is you need at least three to five years of personal training experience if you're going to hire an online coach you need to ask them how long did you do personal training for in person and if it was less than like three to five years Hmm. they're not going to be good i'm just gonna tell you unless they're just unless you just want someone to give you macros but if they uh, went to shreds academy you know i'm yeah, yeah I'm or listening. they're a beach body coach. Yeah. The truth is, there's a it, there's a major money grab happening right now for that because you online coaching people can undercut big time private training. Right, private training is ranging anywhere from seventy five to two hundred fifty dollars an hour for private tr- uh, personal training, where some people are charging that for a, a month, whole, a month mm-hmm. worth of virtual coaching, which. This is what it, it reminds me of the the group training you know craze that we had. We everybody went nuts when that happened because oh wow I can feel like I'm getting a personal trainer but I really am not having to pay Save some money. Yeah, and so you're seeing the same thing with this virtual coaching and you know there's probably people that are listening right now that are actually having decent success with being an online coach without any sort of training experience mm-hmm. and that's just because the market's demanding it right now. So many people are willing to try out a virtual coach for a hundred. That's a good point. It is sad. Saturated, but it's not saturated with 
good coaches yet. Right. Yeah, so I think there's plenty of room for you to shine if you put in the work uh, going into it. Right. Yeah, but definitely not something that uh, you should do without experience. And and for those of you listening who are going to hire a coach, um, you know we're the consumers, uh, so we control this market. And you will help weed out the people who probably shouldn't be doing online coaching by not hiring people who don't have that level of experience. It's just, and I know I'm being general right now. I'm sure there's online coaches out there with little personal training experience who may be good, uh, maybe spend a lot of time. I don't know. But uh, generally speaking, I think this is pretty true. So uh, personal training experience first before ever doing online training. And then at that point, I think the market is quite open for good online coaches because so far what I've seen is nine out of ten of them suck mm -hmm. next question is from barbells and boxing gloves what causes the mental crash people get post competition what are the ways to cope with it this is a very common psychological phenomena that I, I've experienced it myself that happens anytime you accomplish a big goal um, there's, and this is how it's characterized, right? Like you're working hard consistently for months, lots of maybe sacrifice. years, lots of sacrifice, months or maybe even years towards a specific goal. It, you identify with accomplishing this goal. You identify with how this goal is going to make your life much better. And it can be a competition. It could be an amount of money. Mm -hmm. It could be that you're going to get married and have kids. It could be a business um, but I'm I'm going to tell you something right now. When you get there, it's never as Mark Manson talked about this. Yes, yeah. remember yes. We, in his episode. I don't know if he had a term for what that was called, but he even talked about that when his book went. There's a psychological. Uh, there's a name for it. It's a phenomenon. Yeah, I thought he I thought he referred yep. to it when he talked about even going through it himself. You know, mm -hmm. becoming a New York Times bestseller and selling a bajillion of those it's, books. It's because nothing is as uh, nothing will drive you and give you as much purpose. As the wanting, um, that having is never going to drive you, give you purpose like the wanting. Mm -hmm. So wanting to be a millionaire is going to give you much more purpose than being a millionaire. Now I got all this money. Oh fuck! What do I do now? Especially if you identify with the pursuit of it. Like, what do I do now? Right, right. You know who suffers terribly from this? Olympic athletes. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. it falls. That falls in the same category as these competitors. I mean, you, mm. you put so much time and effort into this and you envision this, wow, I can't wait to get to this point and get this competition and prove to myself I can do it. And then you kind of get there and it's a real quick high because you're up on stage for, I don't know, a, a grand total of 10 minutes or less, mm -hmm. you know, of like your stage time, whether you get a trophy or not, whatever. And then it's kind of like, okay, it's over. And what happens, a lot of people swing the other way really hard. You know, they go mm -hmm. from super restrictive because they've been that way for so long. They accomplished their goal. It's really easy to justify mm -hmm. going the other direction because you're like, fuck it. I'm in the best shape of my life. I've, I have I could totally fuck off for a week and still be fine. And mm -hmm. so you totally go back the other direction. And so you get this kind of... And so I bet there's something that's happening even on a nutritional level, like mm -hmm. of oversaturating the body full of stuff too. Like It's just you're, 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 uh, you, you've lost that sense of purpose. And so then you essentially feel empty. Mm -hmm. because I experienced this in jiu-jitsu. Uh, the first competition I ever did, uh, I was training you know, consistently, but I was still more focused on lifting weights. And I did my first competition, and I lost. I lost my first match. And it fucking drove me. I had this sense of like, I'm going to fucking win. 
mm -hmm. next time I compete. And so I, I, I dedicated more time to training, stopped lifting as much weights, focused more on stuff that would make me better at, at jujitsu. And I entered into a large competition and I got first place, didn't even get scored a point on me. And it was literally the next day I felt empty. I felt like this, like a uh, loss of drive. And now what, like, who am I and what am I? Oh yeah. You know, this is the atheist argument for God. You know that, right? So uh, atheists talk about why um, in many religions, God is depicted as this perfect example because when people strive to be like God and perfect, they never they ever never actually achieve it. No, but it keeps it you keeps you driving towards. Yes, it. it keeps you driving. It gives yeah. you that sense of purpose, and you're always you'll never get to the other side of it because nobody's. It's a model. It's not. Yeah, it's not supposed to be achieved. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I totally like subscribe to that on some level. I I went through the same process even from football. Like I, I knew it was my last game. I knew like all these years and things. It got me into college. It got me all these accolades and all this stuff and then um i loved the workouts that was my favorite part of of the was the training for it and the improvement and getting better on the field and all that and then it stopped and it ended and i took probably six months off and i didn't work out and i was like i found myself depressed and i'm mm -hmm. like what the hell's going on because i didn't have any driving force for me to even get into the gym yeah. and i know that like a lot of athletes uh, they go through this and it, it it becomes like a transitional period of depression and like how do i how do i dig myself up and it you, you have to learn how to like sort of be predictive in terms of like okay how am i going to set myself up for success once i achieve these certain things and keep reinventing myself and be open uh to evolving still that's why most athletes when you i mean how many athletes ex-athletes that you guys trained that were in their 50s that were in terrible condition i mean yeah. once you have no longer have the sport to be training for it, you go the complete opposite yep. you used to just go way overboard or injuries you get the, are detrimental or you yeah. get the client who uh, realize that the only sense of purpose they have is training for an event and they sign up for marathon mm -hmm. after marathon yes. after event yes. after event and you're like you need to take a break your body needs to take a break but they're like no i need to have that goal now here's in, in my experience here's the key to dealing with this uh, realize and fall in love with the process the process yep. and not the goal even if you're going towards a goal realize that the fun part and the and the good part is the process that's where you get the learning yep. that's the struggle that's the purpose and then here's what'll happen you'll get to your goal and yes, you're not going to get the same like, ah, I did it. But you're also not going to get the afterwards, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, it's it's all about the process. In fact, you know, when when I first started lifting weights because I was driven by insecurities, it was all about getting buffed, getting big or whatever. Um, now I enjoy the process and I don't care yeah. if I get bigger. I don't care. I mean, it's cool. It's a cool part of it. But I like the process so much, and now and that's why I'll never stop. Yeah. Um, so you have to you have to kind of. It's funny. I, there was a, a study that I um, uh, that I uh, read the other day. Uh, I forgot where it was published. I think it was Psychology Today, and they were talking about how humans are not wired to uh, be happy. We're not wired to always be happy because evolutionarily speaking, if we ever had gotten to the point where we were ultimately content and happy, that we would lose the drive to seek food, shelter and to progress. And so the reality is the key to life is to find struggle and yeah. purpose. 
It's it, happiness happens here and there. Yeah, but it's not a last. Acknowledge it, but yeah. Same thing with motivation. It's not. It's, it's not there forever. No, it's not here. There. So you got to kind of just accept all of it. Otherwise, you're going to get into a. Uh, you're going to find yourself in a very shitty situation if you ever accomplish your goal. And that's 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 I think one of the reasons why you you see the depression, the drug abuse, the suicide rates of celebrities because they right. uh, they get everything. You know, they're rich famous access to drugs and sex and money and people telling them how fucking awesome they are and they sit in their mansions and they're fucking miserable yeah. and they kill themselves because they're, they didn't figure this out. Yeah. You know? Next question is from Univace84. Are you guys going to do another challenge with the Mind Pump crew? Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. a great question to follow that one up Did you pick that on. one up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not so great. Uh, we, we are due for something like that. It's been a while since we've done something fun and competitive. I'd be down to do something. Yeah, I just like, uh, I don't know, for me personally, I know some of the people I've talked to about when we do these challenges, they just like, you know, when we start getting after each other. And I think it's just kind of fun to-, to We don't need a challenge for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, right well, that's what I mean. It doesn't have to be like something, uh, an event or like, it definitely is not going to be another fucking transformation body thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've done a million of those. Well, dude. I just threw out a mobility strength thing on Instagram. So let's yeah. see, come get that shit. That's yeah. not as easy well, as it may it may have looked in that uh, in that uh, post I yeah, did. I got that. That don't look easy That's, at all. It's yeah. not. That shit looked hella hard. <laughs> yeah. He jumped up to a pistol squat and yeah. then a one legged deadlift, yeah, barefoot, and then grabbing a pair of dumbbells. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Did you scratch your foot a bunch of times trying to do it. Yeah, <laughs> my, yeah. My when I was doing it on the gra- I was doing it on the grass first, and I did. I my left my left foot's all tore up from yeah. doing that. Yeah. I, I I thoroughly enjoy um, uh, competing against people who are uh, like you guys. Like we can we can do it. We talk shit. We take it seriously. So it's not like you know nobody's not taking it seriously. Um, but what I enjoy so far the most is that when we challenge ourselves uh, as a group, I, I, I love it when we either pick something that we want to do, or mm-hmm. this is our task, or this is our goal, and then we all go towards it. Um, that, that's to me, that's yeah. most fun. I was thinking know? about that because, uh, I mean, running and doing little stupid parkour shit in uh, Denver, I was like super gassed, dude. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's not just, I can't blame it just on the altitude, you know? Like, I am I am not in any kind of cardiovascular condition yeah, right now. No. So I was like, I don't think I could sell them on a cardiovascular challenge, but if I could, that would, I would throw my hat in there because I'm ready to start getting down. Uh, you know, and, and doing some conditioning. The so. only reason why you wouldn't get me on that right now is because I just made the transition away from swimming because of that, because oh, I right. saw what it was doing to my physique and I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm enjoying this. I'm turning pool. into a plank. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely more of a balance. Like I think that, um, I mean, I, st- I still enjoy getting in the pool and swimming some laps, but I was getting really competitive with it, getting better and better and better. And you know, it was taking over my training. And yes, I'm healthy and in, in great shape and in much better cardiovascular shape than what I was. Uh, felt great. Um, but, you know, I also care uh, about my aesthetics. I do care about filling out my T-shirts and I like to, to feel strong and I like those things. And so, you know, I transitioned away from swimming as much and got really back into training again because I, I it's still my my first love. You know, is mm-hmm. is to still be able to build a physique. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. So to try and get me right now to go 
competitive on endurance running and training right now would be really difficult yeah. just yeah. because I just transitioned away from that. I mean, the, 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 to be honest, the, the reason why we, we really motivated us to do that competition when we did it a while ago in the first place is it motivates the it motivates the audience. People like to be a part of it and, and right. it gets them to do stuff. And to me, this is also why I'm a little, a little bit apprehensive because it's a, it's the cheap trick of the fitness industry. Exactly. You know, 30 day transformation, 60 day transformation, join us and do. Well, know, I know. And then like, we don't want to feed into that mentality. Like we just talked about in the last question, you know, of like getting people just all about, it's all about having to have these challenges and events stacked up throughout their years to, to drive them in their workouts. But I think that it might be fun if maybe they put some suggestions out there for us that were like cool, unique, and Justin's uh, in the mood. I can tell. Yeah, I want to do something. Man. I yeah, don't we'll know see. what it is though. Well, I, yeah, I'm down to see what the form has to stay. I mean, I feel like I've been kind of doing that. I mean, I I did the squat and scroll thing, which I've been loving the response that people are sharing with uh, with me that are working towards that. I think that's a very good goal for all of us to have is to be able oh, to Oh, that's like daily stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just hab- habitual things. Yeah, I'm, but that's I'm, just not easy for a lot of people. There's not I a lot of people that, there's a lot of people that can't do that, bro. Yeah, to yep. me that's just yeah. like whatever. Sure is that's a lot like of people. walking. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's not as I mean, it's uh, for you who's put emphasis on mobility for a long time that, that that may come pretty natural for you, but I mean, I had to work really hard for a long time to get to that point. So, I mean, I think the, and, and I think that's the type of stuff too right now that is, uh, combats a lot of what, what's going on, what we see in the younger generation coming up right now with tech and the computers and the iPads and the iPhones. Like, man, you watch real soon here, as simple as that little move is, is sitting down in a squat position and, and on your phone. I bet you fucking a, a very small percentage of 20 year olds can do that right now, which mm. is crazy to me to think at 20. Yeah, I bet you're right. Yeah. To, have, to have lost that mobility to do that. Mm-hmm. And even the ones that I'm sharing, there's, I mean, and myself, like I still got a lot of work to do uh, on my thoracic mobility. I'm just not, I'm not all the way there. I'm not at a point where I've got that uh, Olympic lifter looking squat yet where I'm really upright mm-hmm. in my torso. I just don't have, I don't, I'm still not. Uh, and so that's where my focus is and work constantly. I'm nonstop still working on that because I want to continue to improve. So that's a challenge. I know it's not like a, you know, a start stop race thing. And it's something that probably takes a lot longer to put some effort into, but I think that's a really good thing to see people working towards right now. And I love, I love the, all the feedback and all the people that are doing the squat and scroll right now. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. I think it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good thing to share in practice. And it's not like you say, a start stop competition again. It's just, but Justin, I'm down to whoop your ass at something. So, <laughs> yeah, so we'll, bring it, motherfucker. Yeah. So yeah. let's let somebody throw some shit out there. Street Fighter. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we all played yeah. Street Fighter as kids. Well, we gotta get it, dude. All we'll of have us it here. So. All of us played Street Fighter as kids. <laughs> and I'll put this challenge out right now. <laughs> I'll beat you with any character. You pick my character, <laughs> and I'll beat you as Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, with that, go to mindpumpfree.com and download our guides. They're all absolutely free. Um, you can also find us all on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. 
With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.